Well, good morning again. Welcome to Southcrest Church. My name is Matt. We are so thankful that you're here today. Uh, Christmas Eve is one of our favorite, all-time favorite services that we get to plan and do each and every year. And so thank you for being a part of that with us this morning. Um, I, I just want to share with you just for a few moments on this idea of the perfect gift, right? The perfect gift. Tomorrow morning is Christmas morning, right? The most anticipated holiday all year long, right? We work and we wait and we wait and we're getting earlier and earlier with songs and decorations and preparations because we all love the Christmas holiday. Tomorrow morning, we uh, kids all across the nation will run downstairs first thing in the morning. We will shred apart the gifts that we have so meticulously spent countless hours wrapping and purchasing. Christmas wrapping paper, man, that junk is expensive nowadays, man. But in an instant, that stuff is shredded to death, man. And, and as a father and as a, you know, as a husband, I cannot wait to see the expression on my wife's face and my kid's face and just the joy that it brings to just spend that time uh, with my family. And I know you guys are super pumped about tomorrow morning as well. Anybody in here just open gifts on Christmas Eve? Anybody do that? No, y'all all wait? Okay, cool. Some, okay, I see some people don't want to admit it. Like, yeah, you can't wait, so you're opening them up tonight. That's okay. There's, there's grace for y'all as well, so it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. But, you know, we all search for those perfect gifts. Think about it like this. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. I know I put a lot of pressure on myself to find the perfect gift. There was one gift in particular that I bought my wife. I went to four stores. I looked online. I called like two stores, went to, they didn't have it. So I start, finally found it, man. It was more money than I should have spent, but I bought it anyway. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. This was for my wife. And so I wrapped it. I'm so excited. She gets to unwrap it tomorrow morning. And, and here's, the, here's the reason why. Christmas gifts are given out of the love that we have for our family and our friends. Love is truly the motivating factor as to why we give gifts. Even in one of the most iconic Christmas songs of all time uh, is the 12 Days of Christmas, right? We sing lyrics about this guy who had a true love, and, and he put together this massive uh, Christmas Day package and, and 12 days of gifts, and he spent all this planning, and he hired all these people because he loved this one lady, right? PNC, the financial institution, they calculate the real-world cost, they call it the Christmas price index, of what it would cost in 2017 if you and I were to buy the 12 days of Christmas for our loved one. And it would cost you $35,000 in real-time money today if you wanted to buy your true love the 12 days of Christmas. And they say that it's up 0.6% this year, driven by higher costs of pear trees, more demand for gold rings, and higher wages for lords a-leaping, okay? <laughs> those, those lords a-leaping will kill you, man. Like, they listed it out, too. Swans, man, it's like $13,000 for some swans. And, uh, you know, Kathy, you're just not, you're not getting swans this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't afford it, man. can't afford it. Um, but love truly is the motivating force behind gifts. And every year, um, Southcrest, we do a Christmas Eve service just like this. And the whole point of it is to put, put our minds and our hearts' affections on the birth of Jesus and, and, and what that actually means for you and I. The perfect, truly the perfect gift that anybody could ever get is Jesus Christ himself. 
Jesus Christ himself. There is no mon- there's no, nothing on this earth that will ever compare to the gift of Jesus Christ. And the gift, the Christmas story can be summed up into three words as well. It's God's love for us. It's his way to say, I love you. God, through Jesus' birth, is looking at you and I in the face and saying, I love you so much, I'm sending my only son. Love is the motivating force behind the gift of Jesus that God sent to you and I. We see that in John 3.16, right? Very familiar. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, the purpose of the birth of Jesus is twofold. As I was studying this and preparing this, here's what's really cool about the birth of Jesus, right? Number one, the birth of Jesus reveals God the Father to the human race. Jesus coming to this earth reveals the one true living God who created it all. You and I get to have a relationship with God through the birth of Jesus. John 14, 6 says, Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. A little bit later in John verse seven, uh, chapter 17, verse 25 and 26, he's praying again. Jesus is praying. And it says, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love that you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. You see, this passage right here also, again, proves that God sent Jesus because he loves us. Because he loves us. The second reason for the birth of Jesus is to provide salvation for everybody. The birth of Jesus Christ it, it provides you and I a way to have a relationship with God. He brings salvation to you and I. We see in Matthew one twenty one. Caleb just got done reading it in the Christmas story. It's an angel talking about Mary, and it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Truly, Jesus is the greatest gift that we could ever receive, ever. Why is this so important? Because here's the deal. The birth of Jesus offers you and I a brand new beginning. The birth of Jesus wipes away our sins. The birth of Jesus provides a way that we can have a relationship with our heavenly father. It's truly the greatest gift ever. Romans 3, we see uh, it's, it's stated here that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. You see, dating all the way back to the beginning of time, God created man. Man screwed it up. Man fell. They sinned. And now we're separated from God. You and I are born into this sin nature. And outside of Jesus Christ, man, we're destined for hell and eternity separated from God. God knew that. God knew. He's like, man, I love these people so much. I love my, these are my children. I love them so much. And the only way to make this thing right is to send my son, my one and only son. And so that's what he did. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You see the birth of Jesus, later his death on the cross, Later, his resurrection provides a way that we can be the righteousness in Christ Jesus through him. How cool is that, y'all? 
How incredible is that gift? That God would love us so much that he would send his son. He knew that we couldn't do it on our own. Many of you may be in here right now say, but man, I'm a good person. I come to you. I'm, I'm a good person. Well, let me, let me just tell you something. Being good enough isn't good enough. It's just not good enough. Romans 3 says it is written that nobody is righteous, not even one. In Romans 5, it also says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, talking about Adam, and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all have sinned. Being good enough isn't good enough. And I want to ask you in this moment, I want you to examine your heart, and I want you to say, man, am am I separated from Christ? Have I given my heart to him? And I want to tell you, Christmas Eve is the perfect time to give your life to Jesus. Sin is a big deal. Sin is truly a big deal. It separates us, right? Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. And the good news is, God didn't leave us in our sin. The comma right there is so important. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God doesn't leave us dead in our sin. He doesn't. So how do do we accept this amazing gift of salvation? How, How do we do that? Well, there's a story in the book of Acts where a guy was asking the same question. He was saying, hey, what must I do to be saved? And these men replied to him and said, all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 lays it out really clear as well. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And here's the good news. Maybe you're doubting. Maybe you're skeptical, right? Maybe you're like, man, I don't know. I don't believe that. Well, here's, here's what it says a little later in Romans 10, uh, 13. It says, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you know, I did a deep dive into the Hebrew of that word, everyone. And it means, it means everyone. So you're included in that, right? You're included in that number. And so there's assurance there. There's assurance in what Jesus did. There's assurance in his birth. You see, the birth of Jesus, was prophet, it was fulfillment to the prophecy of hundreds of years before, and it happened. And you and I, we're living today in, in fulfilled prophecy. It's an incredible time to be alive because Jesus offers us salvation. He offers you salvation. And if you'll just take this moment seriously right now and, and call upon the name of the Lord, Romans 10, 13 says, you're going to be saved. You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. You don't have to say to yourself, man, you don't understand that. My sin, I've screwed up way too much. My life is a wreck. You don't have to worry about that. Jesus washes away our sins if we'll just come to him and talk to him and ask him into our heart.